Hello, and welcome to episode 161 of the NCP. That one was too creepy. Is that, is that kind of creepy? <laughs> it's creepy. I'm keeping it. I don't care. I, I'm, I'm happy to see how creepy. No one knows who I am. I like you had the Apocalypse Now eyebrows whenever you said it. <laughs> My eyebrows were raised. Well, that's funny. I said no one knows who I am, but I'm about to say who I am. My name is David, and with me for this episode, I have Crystal. <laughs> Whatever you need, more creepy with the Gowron eyes. Gowron. Hello. <laughs> I'm Crystal from Aussie Tiles. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> that means nothing. <laughs> means nothing to the international audiences, <laughs> but uh, it's a, a radio bit that, trust me, everybody in Australia knows. It's woken me up many times. And Bo. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about international, Bo's our international man of mystery. Yeah, I don't know how mysterious I am, but I am international to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's, it's it's a funny coincidence. You uh, guys are international to me. That's true. That's exactly right. We're actually we're in the future to you. I didn't yeah, I didn't I do that joke in uh, in uh, my uh, Patreon episode appearance, <laughs> which I'm very proud of. I actually Did thought we we, oh, most of our joke? funny funny bit was before you started recording. I was very upset. <laughs> <laughs> I was on fire before you said it Then you're like, oh, I haven't started recording yet I'm like, what? Press the record button and killed the funny <laughs> That's, it. That's the way it always goes, man yeah. All the good stuff happens behind the behind the recording But uh, Yeah, so check me out on the, on, the, on, the, on the ECN Become a Patreon of ECN And then uh, you get to listen to me again It's awesome I get to listen to you every day <laughs> It's just awesome But uh, anyway, so no, a friend, uh, another international f- friend of mine is, is, lives in America And he just recently moved to Bur- Myrtle Beach So now he's right near oh, you Oh wow Yeah, just down the road uh, For this episode we have a review of Mr. Robot The uh, the, the TV show that's taken the world by storm uh, Oh yeah uh, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty full on. Uh, Crystal's the uh, Crystal segment fact or foe returns. It's triumphant return. Triumphant return. I like I'm gonna that. stomp you into the ground, David. No, nah, I'm I'm winning for sure. I'm even if, even if I lose and you win, I still win because I, I get to live with her. <laughs> <laughs> it's victory for me. Uh, it was our wedding anniversary yesterday, so we're we're right right in the crest of love. <laughs> Oh, okay. I, I thought it was a little too lovey-dovey on that end. Yeah, I it's, understand it's, what's going on now. I, I get it. It's quite lovey-dovey. So it's it's uh, yeah. It's, got cold hands. It's, it's an important period for us. Yes. I do have cold hands. So I apologize. That's all right. I'm a, you know, Every period's an important period. I'm a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is true. Bob. That is true. But now we're talking to you, and so therefore it's important as well. Uh, we also have uh, Clash of Champions Round 9. So last uh, Clash of Champions was our triumphant Adam's Family versus the Munsters, uh, which uh, Bo wasn't here for. Very disappointed that you yeah. weren't here last episode. But you were off at, at uh, Sexy Dragon Con. Oh, that's right. That sexy, was Dragon Con. Sexy Tar Dragon Con, which you're going to talk about in a second, so we'll get back to that. So, so, so because you weren't here, Bo, you're uh, Adam's Family versus Munsters. Who do you reckon? Uh, I was going to go with the Munsters. Because the Adams family are like creepy, but like they're not actual like universal characters. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel gotcha. like uh, the the monsters are like uh, you know like he's really a Dracula that kind of thing. Yeah, well, I thought the all exact right? same thing, and uh, it turns out we were wrong. We all thought that. We all uh, we all thought that, and the Adams family won in what I thought was a very cool, dynamic <laughs> way. So it was victory to the Adams family. Uh, but anyway, so we continue on the, 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 the main competition. So we're actually now onto the next tier. So it's the winner of round one versus the winner of round two. So that means it's Black Widow 
uh, movie version versus Captain America movie version. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be exciting. Uh, and uh, we've got a very short Azerothian Times. And finishing off with an announcement. We have an announcement. And coming soon. Oh. Well, I ain't coming soon. I never mentioned coming soon in the intro because we have it every episode. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, uh, very exciting. So, uh, let's hit it off with uh, Bo. Now, Bo wasn't here last uh, last episode, uh, the last Bo episode, anyway, because uh, he was at Dragon Con. Yeah, how is it a Bo episode with no Bo? Yeah, well, that's exactly right. That's sad. I was expecting feedback saying, you know, where, where the hell is Bo, but we never got any. Was that Bo? Oh. I've lost my army. <laughs> Sorry, dude. So tell us about... Uh, listeners of ECN obviously have heard some uh, Dragon Con stories, which I thought was... Uh, some of them, well, one in particular, was hilarious. But uh, yeah. you've, got some, you've got some others. Well, like, Dragon Con, like... Um, you know, for Australian listeners, may not know, but, like, it's... Uh, it's this huge... You know, that's one of the problems with the con, is that it's hard to describe to people what it is. Because... If you've if you've been there, you understand the dilemma. It's it's unlike any other con. Um, well, but if you well, if I can if if jump in there to describe it to Crystal, I called it I called it a uh, nerd convention version of Mardi Gras. That's pretty. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. It's right. like yay. So if you're talking to somebody that's been to conventions before, it's hard to describe because they think it's like you know New York Comic Con or you know, a really big, you know, room and, and you buy a ticket and they let you in and, and you know, it lasts until 8 o'clock in the afternoon and then it closes and then you go home and you come back the next day. Yeah. Um, Dragon Con is 24-7. Like, it's always going on. Yeah. There is, and early in the day, like, if you show up at 10 o'clock in the morning, it's going to be pretty kid-friendly. Lots of superheroes, lots of panels with artists, lots of, uh, and, and Dragon Con's all about the panels, too. Um, lots of, uh, you know, vendors, everything there is, is pretty kid friendly. Although I don't have kids. I can imagine it would be like a pain in the ass to try to keep a kid at Dragon Con just cause there's so many people and so many different places to run off to. Yeah. I just can't imagine trying to keep up with a kid. I'd have to have one of those like leash things just, <laughs> just, just to be able to gank the back. I have mixed feelings about those leashes. I mean, I can see the practicality of them. But it just yeah, looks yeah. it just looks ridiculous. One of my siblings had one. Yep. It wasn't me. <laughs> one of my siblings had one. Anyway, so so but more early morning is kid friendly and then uh Yeah. And then as it gets later in the day it gets more and more adult. And then there's things going on at like two AM that you know I'm not even going to. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, because you're so, married or because you're scared? Yeah, both. Because of both. <laughs> Um, and you know, anything put on by the con is, is, can get kind of risque toward at night, but it's not anything, you know, it's nothing dangerous or anything. Everything's safe. Right. Um, but, uh, the, I was on an elevator and I heard someone trying to describe it to somebody else and they, and they were saying that it's like a dragon con is like nerd spring break. It's the time whenever all of the librarians get to go out and drink and go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Nerd spring break. That's, like, actually, that's pretty cool. Jocks have their spring break. This is the nerd spring break. It's just this huge party, and it's it's a blast. And and, it, and I've, this is my fourth year doing Dragon Con, and I think it took me four years to finally, like, master, you know, like, what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, I remember the first year I went, I was just kind of wandering around the streets of Atlanta because it's like – it's not in a building. Like I said, it, it's like you go to one building to get a ticket. Uh, you go to uh, one of the hotels, 
once you get your pass, it's like a lanyard thing like you see at any con. Uh, once you get that, you're back on the street again. And there's, you know, these hotels are blocks apart. And you and there's six different hotels. Basically, the entire there's six large hotels. They're not they're not like six Holiday Inns. Like there's six like you know Hyatt Regency. Like it's it's the big hotels um, in downtown Atlanta. And pretty much their entire hotel is Dragon Con for for all six hotels. Pretty much the streets downtown. Like when you get on the Marta in the morning, uh, when you ride the train there in the morning. It's just full of cosplay. Like, it's just... Dragon Con <laughs> is downtown Atlanta for that weekend. There's just no escaping it. And um, I went to uh, this thing called the Buffy Horror Picture Show. Have you guys heard about this? I, I heard they do it at a few other cons. Nice. Um, but it's basically... I, I don't watch Buffy. Um, I know you guys do. Hmm. Um, and, and my wife does is why we went. But I'm going to be honest. I had a blast. And I might start watching it just because of how much fun this was. Um, there, there's an entire episode of Buffy that's a sing-along. It's like a musical episode. Yeah, it's the Once and, More With Feeling. Yeah, that's it. Once More With Feeling. And they, it must be like a huge, like, this must be like an annual huge event at Dragon Con because it had this huge turnout. Um, I mean, it was one of the biggest panels I saw there and the biggest waits to get in. Um, there's no stars there from Buffy. There's no, you know, Joss Whedon's not there. It's just, they play the episode Everybody watches it and sings along, and they've got like they've got like a big theater screen set up, and below the theater screen they've got a stage set up, and people are uh, what do you call it simulcasting or or um, they, there's people acting out what the characters are doing yeah. on the screen yeah so just and, like what they do with Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah it's, it's exactly they do yeah. they do a Rocky Horror Picture Show and also um, oh, cool but uh, the Buffy one I mean. It was, like, a ton of fun. They had, yeah. like, whenever they said certain words, you had to do something, like throw popcorn or something. Like, it was all different kinds of, like, you know, games they would play while you're watching it. And everybody there knew all the words and was singing the songs. And, and even though I didn't know a single line to any of those songs, I had a freaking blast just being in the energy of it, you know, just being in the, you know, in the midst of all the fans. That's awesome, man. Uh, well, I, I do yeah, know all the was, lines, so it would have been uh, a whole different experience. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was freaking it was freaking awesome. That was probably my favorite thing I did at, at Dragon Con, and honestly, um, that wasn't the you know the biggest thing we we went to, but it was probably my favorite out of the whole thing. Um, but that's what Dragon Con is 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 more about participation. Mm. Um, one one thing I get from a lot of con goers is, well, who did you, uh, you know, who did you get to meet? Who did you see there? You know, and we did walk through like the Star Trek room and 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 got to meet a few people. But like what I figured out this year is the most fun is the participation that you get from Dragon Con that you don't get in other in other cons. Yeah. Um, like, we went to the Lost Panel. The Lost Panel, this is my fourth year going to the Lost Panel. Like, I go to every single Dragon Con. It's my favorite panel. I look forward to it all year. Um, and um, it's, it's just Lost fans. There's nobody on the panel that is anything more than a fan. Um, this year, they actually had four empty chairs, and they brought people up from the, from the crowd to be part of the panel. And basically, like the whole room, just they pass out a microphone. There's like somebody walking around with a microphone, and we just discuss Lost, and that's all it is. But it's like my <laughs> favorite panel to go to, and and I think that I think that that kind of encaps, encapsulates the mood of Dragon Con. Is it's, it's seventy thousand people in the middle of downtown Atlanta, in six different hotels, and you're just participating. You're like if if there was a such thing as a read write, like a read. 
uh, con and a write con. This would be a write con. Like this is this is the con that you're allowed to have like writing access. Ah, that's too nerdy. Um, <laughs> that was incredibly nerdy, but I loved it. That was awesome, dude. I'm keeping you're it. You're allowed in. to contribute to Dragon Con. Like it's it's all about the fandom, and 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 that's that's what I love about it. It was a blast this year. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just if you're if you're in the United States, if you're if you're on this coast, um, especially if you live as close to Atlanta as I do, you need to freaking like you, you need to experience it at least once. I try to convince everybody to go at least once, and yeah. if you go twice, you'll go for the rest of your life. Like you'll get hooked. Well, I, I, I thank you for everything you just said because I'm trying to convince uh, young Crystal here to uh, attend. <laughs> so, uh, and I think that might have helped. Did that help? No. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm not much of a participant. <laughs> I'm more of a no, occasional observer. I'm not either. I'm not either. But whenever you're surrounded, when you're in the energy of like something that you love, like like I know you're a big Star Trek fan, so I'm sure that you would go to a Star Trek panel and someone would say something about Star Trek that you completely disagreed with, and you'd be like, no, I don't think that's right. That's what I did in the Lost panel, is someone said something <laughs> about Lost, and, and I was like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Someone bring me the mic, because i got to explain this. And <laughs> Did you really? Oh, yeah. I so was, like, standing mental. up in church, son. Like, yeah, yeah, I was, I was really <laughs> animated in the Lost panel. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome, man. Oh, there you go. That is freaky, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we should have a we should have a panel for Mr. Robot because <laughs> I'm ready to tee off. But uh, no, that's, that's, that sounds awesome. I actually I really I really really want to go. I really want to go to this. <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking at Crystal now. But anyway, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, plus a chance to go to you know Bo's hometown and you know stalk meet him. the gang and stalk him. <laughs> you know me too well. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. You know what? We should have a bloody Undercast Network panel at Dragon Gun. That'd be sweet. I'm working on it, yeah. I, I'm working on it. That would be bloody awesome. Are you ready? Like a car, I'll go on in like full Aussie attire. The Akura hat with a... <laughs> You're not selling the other idea. <laughs> with the a big knife you can hold up, yeah. Yeah, and I have a knife. You don't even know what the dangly the things vest. are called. Yeah, all the corks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, g'day, g'day, cobbers. No one actually says that. No one actually says that. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but it'd be one day. And then, of course, I would uh, change into proper clothing. But anyway, that on, sounds on awesome. Stage. It's a, on stage. On <laughs> stage. Let's move on to our review. Bo has uh, requested that he review Mr. Robot. And uh, yeah. I'm quite pleased by that request because I've got things to say. So let's first, let's first hear from young Bo. And then I'll jump in. So, like, the reason I wanted to review it is because, like, I haven't had a chance to talk about it to anybody. Like, I watched it, and I, I absolutely, all in all, I loved it. Like, all in all, I loved it. Um, I think me and you probably disliked the same thing about it. Um, but I haven't been able to talk to anybody about it because everybody I'm telling to watch the show, I don't want to spoil it, you know? Hmm. Um, and I still don't want to spoil it. So I'll say that ahead of time is that, like, I think that if you haven't watched this show, you probably shouldn't listen to the review because it's going to be really hard to talk about without us giving you some clues, if not spoiling it. Um, it's going to be really hard. So if you if you haven't watched it yet and you plan on it, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you now, while I don't plan on spoiling it, I just think that this is really hard to talk about without revealing things. Would you agree? I, w- I would agree. Normally I would agree, but I've actually read some uh, interviews and uh, some articles. So if you if you've read any if you've read anything about this show, 
Um, it's this very yeah. strong possibility that it's already been spoiled for you. And uh, and I want to talk about why that's interesting to me. Like, I mean, because the actual series creator himself has effectively spoiled the show for anybody who hasn't seen it. But wow. is that actually a spoiler, though? So I'll, I'll get to that bit in my bit. So feel free to... Well, so we'll try to be as spoiler-free as possible. Um, but yeah. I do want to mention something about that. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to say. It's like, I don't want to... Like, the show is still so new. Like, I, I hate to even say spoiler, skip ahead if you don't want to hear it, and then reveal it because the show is just, it, like, just went off the air, right? Like, it's really, really recent show. Yeah. So, like, I, I I hate to just spoil it, but at the same time, um, you know, it's 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 hard to talk about without revealing. So, just, there's there's your warning. Yeah. You take it however you want to take it. <laughs> well, just try not to give specifics, that's all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Um, the thing that I loved about the show is you know i've off on here i've talked about like uh you know metasploit and i've talked about a lot of like kind of hacker terms and stuff hmm. and uh, a lot of times people around me are like i don't know what you're talking about and um the thing i like about this show is they use those tools and they use those things it's not hollywood hacking where you know someone is just you know i saw an episode of like uh, NCIS or something where there was literally <laughs> two people using the same keyboard, <laughs> just just there clicking is, there away. Is a, there is a small element of Hollywood hacking in the show, but you're right. Well, it is, I'll it tell is you, there is an most, element of disbelief. Yeah, like, most, so most of it is legit. Yeah, here's the thing: is is everything that the main character in the show, uh, what's his name, Elliot? Elliot. The main thing that Elliot the does in the show is plausible, but. Yeah. It is highly impossible that he would do it and get away with it. That's kind of the that's the that's kind of what I have to give the show is that like yeah that could probably happen, but there's no way you wouldn't get caught. But that's because, the thing though. That's the thing they do. Without I mean, once again, without trying to give anything specific away, he hasn't gotten away with it. Yeah, I know. That's kind of re- that's kind of yeah. That's part of the reveal. They 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 seem to know. Yeah, he hasn't got away with it. Yeah, but but in any case, I thought it was a much more accurate representation of of what Hollywood thinks is is a or not. It was a much accurate representation of uh, you know network security and you know what a hacker would actually do, as opposed to you know someone wrote this movie that had no idea you know how you know how any of this works and you know doesn't understand DDoSing or packets or any of that, and they just made up the whole thing as if. He was a wizard that could shape, you know, the internet as if you know part of like he was part of the Matrix. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like um, I like how this is like plausible. Yep. Now that being said, it's as realistic or as plausible as like Rambo taking on you know North Korea or whatever by himself. Like it's 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 it is doable, but it is highly unlikely that one person would accomplish you know anything of this magnitude. And and, and even even in you know, getting away with it. It's just, it's just, it's highly unlikely. There is suspension of disbelief, but I would compare it to any action movie. It's about the same amount of suspense of disbelief that you have to, that you have to give there. Right. Uh, so that's what sold. That's what sold me. Like that was like literally the reason I watched the show is because I, I, I caught on to all that in the first episode and was, was hooked sort of the, to that premise right away. And, and then as the show went on, I'd say about episode three, mm-hmm. I caught on to what was happening, you know, with the big spoiler two episodes from the ending, yeah. um, which I think that that is 
probably the one blemish on the show to me. Um, I think that, uh, I think that, oh God, it's so hard to talk about. I think that they use a story element in this show that is way overused. And I'm kind of sick of seeing it and stuff. And I'm, and I'm sick of people seeing it and thinking that it's the first time it's ever been done. And, and anytime, ah, it's so hard to talk about, but anytime you it's, have like, <laughs> it's not, it's not that hard. I mean, do you, do you mind if I jump in? Jump in. All right, okay. I, I, I don't think it's that hard to explain it. Um, I don't think anybody's going to be fooled into thinking that this is the first time this has ever happened. So as you yeah. mentioned in episode three, a certain event occurs that, pretty much explains the entire story with in what i thought was an interesting sort of way um, what was it what event are you talking about because what was it that kind of gave it away to you because i'll tell you what i noticed and again this is like kind of going to kind of reveal it and you can decide to cut it or keep it i know okay all right i, I like it I would, I would, let's let's play the game right because you because as you said before you're you, um you're quite good at sort of picking the plot yeah right? and and I, I would like to think that i'm also the same I'd like i I'd like yeah. uh, quite often i'll say you know, I've had it figured out in the first fifteen minutes, sort of stuff. I think so. so yeah, um, so, and then, yeah. and you're right. And then the the big the big so called reveal two episodes from the end in episode uh, episode eight, um, it's where they where it's attempts to then is sort of explain everything, but then twist it again. Um, anybody who's yeah, seen right. anybody anybody yeah. who's seen the movie Fight Club, oh yeah, knew exactly what was going on, and and. I can only assume that that means that's that's the the what you what you were trying to describe just then about the story element that's been overused. So, um, yeah. so in episode three, uh, Mister Robot, as played by Christian Slater, um, yeah. pushes Elliot off the boardwalk. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, so um, up until that point, uh, there's been no actual physical interaction with Mister Robot at all. All right, so there's, yeah. at no point does anybody actually physically does Mr. Robot physically interact, or does anybody else? And so, and, so, and then you get that one scene where Mr. Uh, where Elliot, um, it, we, so I just got to jump in with, with Elliot is played by Rami Malek, who is absolutely brilliant. Um, he's, I, was, I actually saw the, I actually saw the pilot of this episode um, during the big the, during that big pilot leak business from from like a year ago. Sony. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, well, I don't think it was part of the Sony thing, but it was yeah. Well, actually, no, it might have been. I don't know. Anyway, um, so I've actually so I've seen I saw the, the actual first episode of the show uh, almost a year ago, and uh, I tweeted uh, to the the actual creator, um, Sam Sam Esmail, um, about just what a revelation uh, Rami was, and uh, he replied, which was and he was like, you know, you're damn right, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, which I thought was which was awesome, and they just had me hyped because he's just Rami. I, I saw Rami before in. Um, What's the name of that movie with all the with Brie Larson and all the kids in the little house? Anyway, so there's oh, is no no no. It's is a is a it's a it's an independent film where like you get a whole bunch of like street kids and they're in this. I really liked him a lot, yeah, but I, I don't I don't know where I knew him from. Yeah, he's, I, he's, I, he appears in that, and he appears in a couple of other things as well. But he is this is his first sort of major sort of breakout sort of situation. And he is absolutely brilliant. But anyway, so so in episode three, yeah. So I, I'm obviously I'm talking about a different scene for you, which I, so I'd be interested to hear your one. But um, he, Elliot is talking is telling a story about how um, he has he betrayed his father's trust essentially. Like his father told him something in confidence, and then he went and then because he was so freaked out about it. I mean, he was eight years old. He went. He then went and told somebody else, that, and um, his father was quite upset about it. And then his father died. And so he didn't really get a chance to sort of resolve 
that situation. Um, and so, and Mr. Robot replies with, well, hey, he's right. <laughs> you did betray his trust and then pushes him off the boardwalk, which actually causes, he actually suffers uh, a few injuries and stuff like that. Um, yeah. but, but what's, what's the scene? Are you not, so you want to talk about a different scene? Well, I, you know, there's like one scene where uh, there's four of the main characters, including Mr. Robot and Elliot, and they're at like a Chipotle type place. Like they're at some restaurant. Yeah. And I noticed that there's three items of food on the table. Yeah. And I said, well, that's kind of odd that Mr. Robot doesn't have anything there. Um, and it just hit me because the show is – you compared it to Fight Club. The show is so similar to Fight Club. Yeah. Um, if I were to like give you like an elevator one sentence statement of what this show is, it's Peter Parker as a hacker um, instead of Spidey Powers and mixed with Fight Club. Like that's that's kind of like what the element of the movie is. Yeah. Um, and or TV show. And I I saw that and I thought and it already was reminding me of Fight Club, so my mind was already in that vein. And I said, oh, okay, so I need to watch for instances where other characters interact with Mister Robot. Mm-hmm. And I just thought back to the first scene where we see him on the subway. Um, you know, it, it it just seems like there's never a moment where Mr. Robot is, you know, not – no one interacts with him um, unless Elliot's not also on camera. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking this is just like – this is Tyler Durden. Like this is exactly what it is. And, and I mean, even before – even before the scene where he fell off, off of the uh, – or jumps off or pushed off, whatever – of the of the boardwalk. Uh, boardwalk boardwalk that's the word I was looking for. Before he's pushed off the boardwalk, I had kind of started like not necessarily 100% put it together, but then in that scene you kind of go, yeah, this is totally what they're doing. Um, and I think that I think that what the point that uh, that you were making earlier is that they kind of twist it again and it becomes part of the story. Mm. Yeah, the, the fight, the, the fight club element to it is is very important, and, and that gets it takes me back to right to the start where I was talking about uh, about not wanting to do spoilers and stuff. It's not a spoiler to say that this that this show essentially rips off the, the main premise of, of of the movie Fight Club. I mean, it's, and and why that is is because Sam Ismail himself has actually said in an interview that it's intentional, and I just I just I, I really want to discuss that fact because I because I have I'm very am. I'm very fifty-fifty on that statement. On that statement, so he's, ba- yeah. he's basically he's basically said that anybody who's seen the movie Fight Club will have figured this out by episode three, and will really? then have an interesting and then have a, a more interesting sort of idea of, of how the story is going to progress. So it's actually not meant to, it, despite uh, uh, appearances, it's actually not meant to be a mystery of who Mister Robot is. So I still don't want to res- spoil it though, because for some like myself. Who went into it not knowing the Fight Club sort of references? Um, yeah. Actually, no. I'll rephrase that. I, obviously, I've seen Fight Club, and and just like you, sort of picked up on it, and then it was confirmed for me in episode three. But the, I, but I didn't know that that's what he had said in an interview already. So, so I don't want to spoil it for those people who go into it, you know, with the idea of of the mystery of who Mister Robot is and and is Elliot actually insane. But I do. But I will say this though: is that part of me thinks that is is a brilliant idea taking a story that like you said has been done done to death but also in so done so well in the fight club scenario taking that and doing your own twist on it with the idea that of knowing that 
people have seen this film. I'm like, I can't think of anybody who hasn't seen this movie except for Crystal, yeah. um, and would then would then understand it and have a whole new sort of element of 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 enjoyment for the show. I think is a brilliant idea. And yeah, but then the other half of me thinks, well, you've basically essentially said that you have ripped off a story that is superior to yours <laughs> in order because you couldn't think of any other any other story yourself and. Why are the people behind Fight Club not suing you? Um, so I, m- I must say that it's more... Fight, Fight Club's not the first person to do that. Yeah, but Fight Club's not the first. But this is so very similar. I mean, the, the basic plot of this show is that it is a, a, group of, a group of hackers who are not happy with society um, cause an event in order to change society. And yeah, that's the, that's the plot of Fight Club. So um, yeah, and anyway, so I mean, I, I do say that I'm I am def I'm definitely seventy thirty. I'm I'm definitely seventy. This is brilliant versus thirty. Why are you not being sued? Um, and the more I watch it, I've actually watched the entire series again twice. So I've actually seen the whole series twice. And, oh wow! And I'm leaning. You know, the the this is this is brilliant. Is definitely gaining traction. I must admit. I actually, I mean, I quite like. Sam is my The last episode quite, quite is amazing. Like the ending is awesome. I, I love. Oh, I would definitely, I would definitely want to get to the ending too. But um, so the, so so, I think a key phrase here, phrase here is they put their own mm. twist on it. Yeah, they put their own twist on it because I just think, I mean, I think as as much as I love Edward Norton as an actor, I just think Rami Malek just knocks this out of the park. He's just he's just he's so brilliant in every scene that he's in that it's just I'm just transfixed it, it, you know just every single time and so even when there's certain elements of the show that I don't that I wasn't too fond of I just and you know I'm just sitting there and it's like oh my god this is just I mean just admit you're ripping off Fight Club I, I, I lost I, I just I, I pushed all of that aside because it's just I'm just the brilliance of Rami's performance it's just it's just it's amazing and then uh, but then of course we got to the episode that's you know two episodes from the end and you know, with the, with the so-called big reveal sort of stuff, and I'm like, and I'm like, well, they've essentially just taken Fight Club and mixed in a bit of American Psycho, and <laughs> and, oh, and created I'm their own. It, I'm glad that it wasn't the culmination of everything, though. It's I yeah. mean, it, it was like it was it was it it would have been better if I think it had been closer to the middle as opposed to the end. Yeah. Um, because it did add an extra story element because it was almost like Remy, or not Remy, but Elliot. Um, it was almost like Elliot kind of needed it that way yeah um another really cool point that that i want to make is uh the way this show um interacts the viewer like you're a character in the show as as the viewer is what i like about this is it's kind of like it's kind of like how um in uh the the play our town our town there's uh the old thing about the man among the dead and that whole thing gotcha Uh, it's like uh he made he made the viewer like one of his imaginary characters he even names us at one point um and um so it also adds to the whole thing of like well should i have really been surprised that he was imagining people being there that weren't there because he was doing that to me i'm not really there like he's speaking to me the entire show and yet i'm shocked whenever he imagines someone else in the room like like maybe you know were you shocked no i wasn't but i'm saying like like they, I maybe they weren't intending for me to be shocked. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe that was always supposed to be part of the element of the show. You know, no, there's no maybe about it. You're totally right. I mean, it's, it's, it's Sam, it's, it's Sam himself has said that that's exactly what was meant to happen. 
and and that yeah. makes me that actually makes me love love the show. Like I, I like yeah. that was my only thing that I that I kind of was on the fence about was whether that was really clever or not. But the more we've kind of discussed it and fleshed it out, like it just solidifies that I actually do absolutely love love the show. Awesome. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. the show starts with that. I mean, the very the opening line is him talking to us. So right yeah. from the start, you know, something's up. This <laughs> is it's. it's, it's and it just and it sort of goes from there. But I do want to talk about the end. So you said you actually really loved the end, the final yeah, episode. Yeah, so you're talking yeah. About, so you're talking about the actual the main crust of the episode or the little coder at the end in the credits. Um, well, I really like the so the final episode is kind of like all the characters. You don't know how much time has passed from the second to last episode to the last episode. Three days. Um, it, well, there's a point where the girl that's working at um, Evil Corp, they say she's been there for like a week or something. Yeah, so, it's I weird, mean, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if maybe they're all in different time. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what points we're seeing events. You're but, twisting um, my melon, man. Yeah, but um, but anyway, the, the, the events of the last episode, the way it was all so like, grounded in reality, and yet it was... Also, kind of similar to um, the red room scenes in Twin Peaks, yeah. Where, yeah, it, it just you know it was like, is this really happening, or is this like you know part of some strange imagination, you know? And and especially with Elliot, with Elliot, he was going off on some trippy you know trip where he's talking to all kinds of fucking people, and, <laughs> <laughs> and it and it was like in its own thing. But even the scenes with the girl at Evil Corp was was like, is this? grounded in reality yeah or you know where's this taking place you know it was all in this weird like you know pseudo dream world you know and then the final the very last final scene with the credits um you know that just leaves you hanging it's almost like when rick gets the whisper in the ear and you're like what are you fucking here what did the doctor say you know like it was like that whole thing like where you're just like what that's the end oh my god i don't know what happens next you know <laughs> you're so right you're so right it's it's, it's there's so many levels of unreality to this. To the, it's it's hard to know. Yeah, it's well, I wouldn't like, say hard. But it's 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 challenging to know what exactly is going on. Um, yeah. I, especially I loved BD One's character. Um, the, is that is that the uh, the the IT guy for Evil Corp that um was like trying to hire Elliot and everything? No, no, that's that's Ty, that's Tyrell. So it, he's the he's the Patrick Bateman. Analog. That was a mer- That was amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. All, I mean, it's, it's, all of his scenes were. So, oh my god! Just out of this, out of this world. Yeah. So that's, that's Martin, Martin Martin Wellstrom. Um, yeah. So now he's he's so he's, he's he's essentially Patrick Bateman. Which in when he first showed up, I was like, it was, it was like, well, you know, come on. <laughs> I mean, how many things can you rip off? But his arc is. Uh, oh is my god! Just, yeah. Is a, yeah, it's full on. Um, no, I'm actually talking about uh, yeah. So BD One plays um, the the super hacker that Elliot goes to meet up um, when he takes the drives in, and the 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 hacker that's talking about time and how important time is. Oh yes, so I the guy the guy the him. guy with the, the who's dressed as a woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I forgot about him. Yes, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's BD One, like- who's one of our favorites from uh, SVU. But he and he's he also then shows up again at in the end credit coda. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. So, oh, yeah, obviously Evil Corp related in some way, but more importantly, the things behind Evil Corp. Uh, we'll finish up with, uh, I don't know, thoughts, thoughts on, the, on, the, on the mystery, right? So the, 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 the show ends with the missing three days. So they actually they go ahead with the plan to wipe out everybody's debt, um, a la Fight Club, and, uh, they yeah. do it, and, 
and Elliot has three days missing. And you're right. In Elliot's storyline, they do say three days. Yeah, in Elliot's storyline, it's three days. But you are you are you are right in saying that it's 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 kind of hard to know just how long um, his friend is it Beth his Beth has been at Evil Corp. But yeah. um, and the whole thing with Evil Corp and so it's just weird. So so my so my questions to you are: What do you think has happened to Tyrell? Uh, what happened in those in those three days, and where do you think the show is going from here? How much do you want me to say? Like how 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 well, as, much as, as much as you want to say in those answering those three questions. So I I think that there is a possibility that, and, and I'm not saying this is 100 percent accurate, but there is a possibility that in the three days he killed Tyrell, um, and whenever he opens the door next season, Tyrell is going to be standing there. But it's going to be, he's adding him to his list of, of people that he sees. Hmm. Eventually, and, then the, and then the culmination of season two will be like, bomb, bomb, bomb. We found Tyrell's body in a ditch and he's been dead for six months, you know, or yeah. something like that, you know? Right. So you think Tyrell's and dead? Definitely, regardless of whether he's dead or alive, I feel like Tyrell's on the other side of the door because he wasn't in that episode at all. He know? was. He was in that episode. He wasn't. Where's he at in the episode? He's the guy on the video. So that video that shows up right at the end that comes up on so uh, not um, not uh, not Mr. Robot but the the masked F Society guy that comes on and says you know you know we did this for you people you know you're now free 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 that's Tyrell and that happens well that's my opinion because he's got the same eyes I mean it's, it makes a very it, it, it makes a it's concerted effort to focus on his eyes um, so I, I think that's Tyrell or Tyrell I think it's Tyrell actually. Um, under the mask and that has to have either happened during the three days but it has to at least have happened after Elliot and, Ty- and Tyrell have the conversation where Tyrell says that I know who you are but yeah. and, and that also then brings back to the scene where Tyrell is talking to Mr. Robot in the limousine uh, uh, when does he when is he talking to Mr. Robot well after after everything starts to go crazy for, Ty- for Ty- Tyrell right so after he does what he does on the roof yeah. All right. Without giving anything away, um, yeah, he has a, he has a conversation with Mister Robot in the back of his limo. Really? Yeah. Got to go back and rewatch it. I, I, <laughs> well, I have I seen it twice. Like I said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He seems like he seems like he knows what's going on with Elliot. Like, yeah. and not only that, another thing that I read in, in a comment on on one of the streams I was watching the final episode on is whenever Ty, Tyrell Tyrell, <laughs> yeah. whenever his wife uh, sees Elliot on the street. She acts as if like she either doesn't believe what he's saying, but 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 acts as if she knows who he is or knows something about him that he doesn't know. Yeah, she definitely does. She definitely knows who he is already. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of speculation that that Elliot is is Terrell also, but I just don't think. No. I just don't think that that makes sense. He couldn't have been all along anyway. You know, no, it's, there's, yeah, there's, it's no, it's not possible. Because we remember Terrell shows up at that meeting at Securicom right at the start where Beth stuffs up. So Beth is there in the room with other people as well as Elliot and Terrell and the guy from Evil and all the guys yeah. from Evil Cop. No, he's definitely yeah. not. The, he's definitely not Terrell. But that's not to say that you're not right and that the behind the door is Terrell and that he's actually dead and that he assumes that personality. It- I, it, I whether he's that. dead or alive, that's who's behind the door. Like yeah. whether he's dead well, or actually, alive. I actually disagree. I think if the person behind his door is his mum. Oh shit! That would be a big <laughs> reveal, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so so, so moving on from there, so because we're getting kind of spoilery, but uh, yeah. So where do you think 
the show's gone from there? Well, if they go with my theory, then then next season's going to be all like uh, Elliot, uh, Terrell, um, having fun being hackers, destroying the world, and then at the end, we're gonna we're gonna find out that that he's been that he died in the missing three days. All right. Um, or season two could take place in three days, you know? Yeah, <laughs> season two like, could be those entire three days. <laughs> it might, because like season, like a season of The Walking Dead, like uh, the whole last half of season four, I think, yeah. is in like a week, yeah. you know? So like they could totally do it. They could they could make it three days. <laughs> I'm glad you're getting excited. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but Sam's already said that's not going to happen. But <laughs> he got asked an interview. Okay. But, uh, but, it, but it could happen. It could happen. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. All right, well, that's... Uh, our uh, extensive what? Mr. Robot. Uh, so, so what do you? What would you give it as a rating? Uh, what do I give it right now? I give it. Uh, I, I give it uh, five. Five Luke's. Five out of five Luke's. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe four and a half out of five Luke's. If we're allowed to do halves, because yeah, we're I don't half. think it's quite as perfect as as Breaking Bad or, or some shows. But honestly, it's a, it's only the first season. And like, if I'm comparing the first season of this show to the first season of Breaking Bad, I mean this this in the long run could be a better show right. you know i mean um it is it is an amazing tv show like just comparing it to other television shows it's just an amazing show okay well, it, i can't bef- believe it's on usa that's crazy <laughs> that means nothing to us because it's not on usa here but um but usa is obviously a, a bad channel is it to- not i not bad but it's not famous for these types of shows right. you know like this would be like an amc show or something you know Ooh. Before I give it my score, I just got to mention just the one thing about this show that just pisses me off. Um, so this is my, my mini rant. Um, despite the brilliant acting and the, uh, the very well done storyline and just the general overall enjoyment of this show, because I love it. I, I do really, really love it. I cannot stand the cinematography. It's this this new new age way of you know framing a shot that just really really pisses me off it's the uh, there's to give you an example there's a conversation between beth and i think her name's beth i don't know i've just made that up but the blonde girl <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that used to work that's elliot's friend yeah i should prove she'll probably look it up but anyway um so there's a conversation between her and somebody else that takes place and i'm not kidding you this is just this is any this is basically the best example of what uh, what the cinematography is like is where you've got the the entire screen and you've got Beth, who we've just renamed, um, in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. And then it cuts to the person she's talking to and their head is in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen. So you've got this entire screen taken up by a background that is pointless. It's not like some sort of clever oh, there's something happening in the background that they should know about or any of that sort of you know, stuff you see in the horror movies where it's the person on the main screen and the killer's coming up behind them or any of that sort of bullshit. Sometimes, it's just wasted space and it annoys sometimes me. Sometimes it's just mood, though, you no, know? I can't stand it. It really, really it's frustrates very, me. It's a very moody show, you know? Like, it's it's hev- it's very moody. In the same way that, that uh, Fight Club is very moody. And I think the shots like add to that. I think I think it's on purpose. Well, it, of course it's on purpose, but I, I totally disagree <laughs> The it's, title sequences are always stupid. Awesome. The title, whenever they do the, you know, the title reveal, those yeah. are always great. Those are always great shots. I agree with that. That's always a great shot. And, and what frustrates me is actually the shots themselves. <laughs> it's it's, it's what, what I, I guess it's kind of schizophrenic sort of review, I suppose. But the the show is just is so beautiful to look at that it's just that it's so, that it's so irritating when you get stuff like that for me it's just it's just i can't stand this 
this new wave bullshit. It's just frame the shot like it's meant to be framed. Don't try and experiment. Or if you, if you are going to experiment, at least do it well, not like that stupid shit. So I'll, uh, that being said, I'll watch it and I'll look for that sort of thing. But... Yeah, watch for that sort of stuff. There's, a, there's actually another scene which doesn't irritate us as much as, as uh, irritate me as much because I think it's funny. But the scene where Beth once again um, she finds Her out that her, that, that her father's Angela, by the way, what's her name? It's Angela. 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 There you go. <laughs> cool. She looks like a yeah. Beth. Anyway, so it's the scene where Angela finds out that her father's <laughs> father's drowning in debt and gets upset and goes for a run. And while she's she's like she's like oh well I've got a, I've got a choice to make, you know there's a, what am I going to do of you know I can either go this way or I can go this way, and then when she gets to the end of her run, she goes to a, she gets to a fork in the street, and yeah. I'm like come on, a little heavy handed yeah this is this is <laughs> high school level, anyway, but then of course that being said the rest of it's just shot so beautifully that it's like whatever anyway so anyway I've dragged it out long enough uh, I also give it four and a half stars. I mean, four and a half looks. It's, it's and it's an awesome and it's an awesome show. And honestly, I think yeah. we, I think if you listen to this review and you never watched it, then you figured out the Fight Club thing. Yeah. But honestly, that's one element in the story. There's so much more to it. Like I, I really yeah. feel like we did a good job of not not ruining any any big spoilers. I agree. I think we did an excellent job. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So the, the triumphant return of uh, Crystal's Factor Foe. Factor foe, 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 foe. This is this is the segment in which I give three facts, 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 and one of them's a foe, 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 foe. That was terrible. That was terrible, but that's all right. Let's move on. Okay, so this this week's three um, factoids. Factoids. Uh, they're actually taglines from movies. Movie taglines. That's, that's the theme for this show. Is that, did you pick that theme because I said I wanted to do a top five movie taglines? I can't remember. Subconsciously, in the back of your head? Possibly. No, okay, cool. Because you're always right. <laughs> I'm always right. That's right. So two of these are actual movie taglines. One of them I've totally made up. Okay. Okay. So uh, the first one is... Should I, do, I, I don't know if I can do a movie tagline voice. Yeah, do a movie tagline voice. I'll try. It might sound bad, but... You know. Not to be confused with King Kong. So not do we, to be, do not, we get the movie or just the tagline? Just because I think the movie might give it away. So just the tagline. So if you can guess where the movie it's from as well, that, that's bonus points. <laughs> so not to be confused with King Kong. The second one, he only had one option, give up or die. Oh, the, the, the other thing to the theme too is they're bad tagline. Right, okay, cool. <laughs> and the third one, ex-cop, ex-CIA, ex-explosives. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, so one of these is... is is not correct. One of, made is, it up. one of those is totally made up. Totally made up. Who wants to go first? Well, let Bo go first. Uh, so, not to be confused with King Kong, I think is it's plausible that it could be real because it could have been one of those like uh, could have been one of those B movies. Mm. You know, X Cop, X CIA, and Explosive. I think is real. Like I, 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 yeah. I, I, I'm ruling it out as one of, as the fake one. Um. He only had one option, give up or die. Sounds like somebody is trying to make up their own tagline for Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> die Harder. I think he only had one option, give up or die. I think that's the fake one. All right. Um, I think not to be confused with King Kong is so obviously fake that I think it's real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, X cop X CIA explosives is too awesome to be fake. Because yeah, if it is real. fake, it's brilliant. It should be real. We should make a movie that make that has that in it. So I'm with you, bro. I think he only had one option: give up or die. I think is the is the fake one. Now before, but before that, we, that, that, that being said, they all sound plausible. Yeah. Well, before we give the answer, what happens if we get a tie? What if, what happens if we both get it right? We have to arm wrestle. Through <laughs> <laughs> Skype. Um, what happens if you both get it right? You both get it right. Okay. Good. <laughs> awesome. So the answer is. Okay, so we'll take them in order. Not to be confused with King Kong is from an actual movie. Yay! <laughs> it's from a movie called... Hang on, I've lost my Wi-Fi here. Hang on a tick. Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> no, it'll be a monkey related. It'll be something like Thino Joe. Was it Thino Joe? <laughs> it wasn't Thino Joe. Yeah. <laughs> something Thino, Joe? Thino Joe. Thino Joe. <laughs> There's a movie, I tell you. It's called Something Joe. Um, and it's about a gorilla. All right. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Oh, I don't okay. know what it's called either, but it's Something yeah. Joe, yeah. Okay. Big Joe. It's from a 1976 movie called Ape, directed by Paul Leder. <laughs> and um, it is just called Ape. It is just called Ape. And Brit. there are a couple of other taglines as well, but I chose that one because it was the funniest. But there's yeah. an, um, it also had ten tons of animal fury leaps from the screen. <laughs> See Ape defy the jaws of the giant shark, destroy teeming city, demolition ocean liner, and vanquish a monster <laughs> reptile. <laughs> Brit. Wow. Savage, colossal, unconquerable. It's A P E. Second one. He only had one option: give up or die. Correct. Totally made up. Yay! Uh, you were right, bro. Uh, and I liked that. Yeah, as soon as I thought of it, I liked it because it really is two options there. <laughs> <laughs> and they're neither they're neither very heroic options, are they? Give up or die. <laughs> And, and I didn't you're right, even it catch was that. Yeah, the options are only give up. <laughs> it was inspired by Die Hard, yes. It was inspired by Die Hard, bro. So, bro, you get a bonus point, I reckon. Bonus point. And um, the third one, which was X Cup XCIA Explosives, was from a 1987 movie starring Burt Reynolds called Malone. Oh, wow. I was going to guess Red 2. <laughs> it was very, very much like that. Yeah, the Red 2, that's a good choice. A couple of other taglines there was the woman held the key to his past. The man wanted to buy his future. Now they were both trying to kill him. And he didn't start the fight, but he sure as hell finished it. <laughs> Burt Reynolds and shit. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, uh, since Bo, Bo got the bonus point, we declare Bo the, the victor for this fact or foe. Okay. <laughs> okay. I told you I was going to stomp you. <laughs> Wouldn't necessarily call it stomping, but that's all right. <laughs> we did so well in our Mr. Robot review that... Uh, if you're not first, you're last. That's true, I was last. There is no second place. Loser. Talking about losers, let's move on to Clash of Champions. Dum, dum, dum. That was a terrible segue. <laughs> <laughs> well, there has to be at least... There has to be one loser, that's what I meant. That's what I was trying to get to. I not that it. these characters are losers. I got it. All right, go I on, go. All right, yeah. I'm glad you got it. Ladies and gentlemen... Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Okay, Clash of Champions, round nine. So it's the victor of round one versus the victor of round two. So it's Black Widow versus Captain America. They are the movie versions. Um, now, I'm not going to bother going through a lengthy discussion of their abilities because we already know. Is that cool? If you'll. All right, sweet. But, uh, yeah, so they are the movie versions. Need to point that out. Uh, it occurs in the arena, an 1800 by 1800 feet island, which is about four city blocks of 450 feet by 450 feet. 
It's filled with typical city stuff, buildings, warehouses, shops, cars, covered by a force field reaching up 700 kilometres. Into space! Into space! <laughs> which is high enough to go into space. Which is pointless for this competition because none of our co- combatants can fly. But anyway, uh, no civilians are present. So it's essentially a chunk of New York on an island. It's pretty which New York is on an island. <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> the look you just gave me there, like, you idiot. That's cool. All right, so Black Widow versus Captain America. Start off opposite ends of the, of the end of the city. And remember, as per the rules, they're aware of each other's abilities and who each other is. Are they fighting over who gets to keep the bike? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and there's uh, all morals have been removed. Let's <laughs> get the bike. <laughs> I like it. What are you guys drinking? So remind me, does this Black Widow have any kind of like super soldier soldier power? No, she's Just... not. She's technically not enhanced the same way Captain A is, but she has been yeah. training since childhood to be a killer. Yeah. So. I mean, basically, and put a weapon in her hands, she's, and she's unstoppable. Yeah, and she's been trained. She's been trained to kill uh, very powerful people. Like you know, she can use somebody's uh, fighting ability and weight and force against them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. So she's. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. So she's. I mean, she's. She's taking down super powered opponents. Yeah. So I mean, against against a normal guy. I mean, that's. It's pretty much game over, but against or, or woman, yeah. whatever the case may be. Um, but uh, yeah, she can also take down super down, super powered opponents, and she has her uh, widow bike shock things that she used in uh, Captain A, two, the best film of the series so far, and uh, <laughs> and she of course trains with with uh, Steve, so she knows everything that he can do. And so she, she's, yeah. she's tracking him. Yep, she's tracking. And Captain A, of course, you know, martial, you know, fighting, fighting ability, and uh, super enhanced speed, strength, endurance, and of course the shield. I mean, he's obviously enhanced and much stronger than she is. Yeah, uh, uh, probably slower, and but is uh, well trained, uh-huh. fighting well. Probably not. I would say she might even be better at hand to hand combat, but is his. Is his is his super strength gonna gonna overpower that? Yeah, like I, I I agree. I agree that she's definitely better in terms of martial arts ability. Um, yeah, but he just he can't get past that speed and and strength. And strength, yeah, as, yeah. As, as, as Batroc learnt to his to his folly, that uh, even without the shield, he's. I mean, he, and he he's, can throw the and he can throw the shield, so he has a long range weapon. I mean, it's not like a super long range. He's got a medium range weapon, we'll say. Well, yeah, medium range. That's yeah, that's good enough. Um, but I, I think uh, Widow has to go in for a stealth attack. The shield would be effective against the Widow weapon things. Yeah, I've forgotten the name of. I mean, it's just hand to hand. I mean, it's, if you can sort of picture it, I mean, it's, I mean, you've seen Captain America too, yeah, Winter Soldier. So it's the fight between human. Bucky. And Winter Soldier, Bucky, is just spoiler alert. <laughs> is uh, is spoiler <laughs> is just like is just amazing. Yeah, and I just that's how I sort of picture it going. I mean, I think I think Widow has proven time and time again that she would be just as lethal. I mean, the only the, the main advantage back that Bucky had was his um, enhanced arm, mm. and because remember he's not in, he hasn't got the Super Soldier Serum either. So it's something to keep him young. Well, they they. Freeze him every now and again. 
freeze him and pump him full of drugs and stuff. Well, it's not good for the soul. <laughs> You've seen the scenes where he's freaking out. Um, so it's uh, yes, yeah, so I, I mean, I, I'm sort of picturing it like that. I mean, I think I think Widow goes in for a stealth attack, lures him into an alleyway. I mean, she's got to get in close in order to take him out because the that's that's the way that's how, how her abilities work. But she also wants to get in a situation where he can't fling the shield around. Yeah. So waits till he's in sort of a in an area where he doesn't have sort of like a lot a lot of room to move or lures him into an area. So I'm so I'm thinking a dead end alleyway is where this fight's going to happen. So he's coming to it's a classic New York dead end alleyway that you see in every Spidey movie ever made. <laughs> Whereas and uh, she then attacks from there. I mean, he's no fool either. I mean, he's a tactical tactical genius, so he's going to know that's what's going to happen. But I'm having trouble picturing Captain America without his morals. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, but especially that's, when he pulls true. people up on their language. <laughs> he said his morals wiped. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. So it's Captain A, Black Widow, in and at dead end alley. So he can't he can't throw the shield. Not that it would matter anyway, because he's she's now within. Malay range, they're going at it. So we're in an alley, so you can sort of picture it. It's you know rubbish lying around, some rubbish cans, maybe even a derelict bike or something. She picks on his ridiculous costume. <laughs> his costume's <laughs> fine. Leave him alone. The rough up his hair because I feel like that calm over is what keeps his morals intact. <laughs> yeah, evil Captain America would have um, cool messy hair. <laughs> yeah, All right, we'll stuff. give him some cool messy hair. That's how she knows the morals are gone. But think, but even, but even Black Widow without the morals, I mean, she's lethal. And she would still have immaculate hair. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she's and always she would, pretty. Yeah. <laughs> In other parts. Sorry. Awesome. So he's, he can't throw the shield, but of course he can still block with it and stuff like that. She has superior martial arts abilities. What do you guys reckon? Let's put it to the vote. He can't throw, oh, but can goodness. he use the shield as, like, he can hit with it? Yep. Slice with it? Well, he's, yeah, so, so sort of, like I said, sort of picturing the Winter Soldier Captain A fight, mm-hmm. so he's blocking. So if she goes in for an Electro Widow's Black business, blocks with the shield, yep. kicks, punch. They're sort of doing the dance around. She's dancing around. So she's like she's more acrobatic than he is. So she's dancing around as well. So she's, you know, she may. I think she's actually getting some hits in, but he's, you know, super strength and super endurance. Uh, he can take it. If she's a bit more I, acrobatic, she might have a bit of your um, uh, serial killer uh, teleportation. I, she doesn't have the serial killer teleportation <laughs> ability, which we've mentioned every episode for the last five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Now, granted, it, like with even though he has super strength, he's still just like a dude. Like if she shoots him in the forehead, he's dead, right? Yep. Or in the testicles. Yeah. <laughs> just to make it fun. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I think I think she she would go for an electro for a widow's bite electro shock to the balls. No I think I she'd think... do it. No morals. She'll do whatever it takes to take him down as fast as possible. So I'm not trying to be crass. I think that's I actually. Know, I, I think that's what she'd do. I mean, that's the whole I mean, point of. I mean, I her abilities. She she's very much a, a user of uh, there's a an Israeli special forces technique which uh, the name of it has now suddenly escaped me. But she does very similar sort of deals to that. She's she she jumps up and flips yeah. around their necks and flips yeah. them down and then sort of takes them out sort of stuff. So she uses she definitely uses elements of that martial art. And I just I think that's she really has no other choice than to get in as as fast as possible. So I'm I'm picturing stuff like. She slides in between his legs, electroshock to the to the testicles. He's like, "What yeah. the hell?" 
he goes Honestly, down. I think she could get past him and shoot him and shoot him in the back of the head. Yeah, and, and she has and she and she has pistols, right? So she has everything you see her using the in the show, right? Mm. So I mean, we didn't give her a sniper rifle because that's obviously game over. But she has her dual pistols. Yeah, is, is his costume just just a costume, or is it some sort of armor as well? Well, it, it's it's you assume it's it's padded in some way. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it looks quite padded. Chris Evans is not a small dude, yeah. but he looks quite huge in this thing. So it's yeah, it's definitely it's definitely padded in some way. But I just, I mean, I just think, as, as, so I'm, I'm thinking, she just, you know, bang, 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 blocks with the shield. She just, once she's out of bullets, she discards those and then just back into it. And I just, I really, I'm really picturing the through the legs electroshock business. Without bullets, I think Cat wins. But I think she would just shoot him and kill him. Yeah. Like he can do all the blocking with his shield. She'd have to, it would have to be. Like really close, and she's doing acrobatics all around him and over him and getting behind him. But I think she's fast enough to do that. Yeah. And no morals. She just she just to the temple and pulls a trick. Yeah. Yeah. Against a normal foe with a gun is nothing to cap. But yeah. a Black Widow. All right. So, so you're so you're leaning towards Black Widow winning. Yeah, I think right, so. Cool. I think Let's... I think no morals. I think a no morals. Captain America could use his shield to to chop her head off, right? Yeah. But I think she's quicker than him. Yeah. Um, I think that in hand to hand combat, if we'd said no morals, no weapons, then Cap Cap completely wins. Um, but uh, I think the fact that she has a gun, and Cap is is vulnerable to bullets, and she's much faster than he is, and much more acrobatic, and you know highly trained, and you know trained for her entire life from birth. Um, I think that she could find a way to get behind him and, and, and shoot him in the back of the head. Like, I think it's literally that simple. Yep, yeah. I've got nothing to add to that. I, I think that's pretty I, much I it. I agree, because, uh, I mean, it, and it would be easier to strip her morals than it would to be strip caps, because he's sort of grown up with the morals, and he didn't start his training until his adulthood, and where she's been trained from her entire life that killing is what you live for. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I can't get past the the, the electroshock to the ball, so I reckon it's a it's a elect. So it's it's just <laughs> that at least, that at so least she's dancing. She's dancing. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with it. She's dancing around. He's taking some hits, blocking some others. She does the electroshock to the balls. He's incapacitated. She shoots him in the back of the head. This is going to make the banner interesting. <laughs> so yeah, I'm 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 in agreement with. Uh, I think we're all in agreement. So that's victory to Black Widow. Okay. Woohoo! Natasha wins. What did you think of that fight? And I'm talking to you, the listener. Let us know. Because <laughs> they couldn't let us know in advance. I know, they couldn't let us know in advance because I forgot to post it on Facebook uh, yet again. Uh-huh. I do apologise. But, uh, yeah, so we have no, uh, we have no uh, fan feedback. I'm, I'm very embarrassed, but well, can, I'm a busy man. I'm sorry. And I'm getting old. I, I forget things. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let us know what you, what you thought. And... Uh, and uh, if you you know agree or disagree that sort of stuff. We uh, that being said, we did get some feedback on Miles versus Ahsoka, mm-hmm. and uh, so one person said good. it was absolutely brilliant, but possibly our, our best fight, and uh, oh. loved the way Ahsoka won. So that was good. That's pretty good feedback. That's pretty good. Um, that's, Not I mean, a... that was anyone. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's, uh, so that was uh, episode, uh, round nine. So the next round will be. Legolas, so the winner of round three versus the winner of round four. So it's Legolas versus Snake Eyes. Mm-hmm. This one, hopefully, I'll, I'll try and remember to actually post it. 
<laughs> back into the subway. I don't think he's going to fall for that tricky kid. <laughs> Although he still won, so there you go. So that's victory to Black Widow. She moves on to the next tier. And that's it for our Clash of Champions. Let's move on to Azerothian Times. Not a whole lot has been happening. Right now, everybody, I think, is just waiting on uh, on the new expansion to be announced. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of speculation online about whether that's going to be a year away or just a few months away. I'm kind of on the camp of, uh, I think it'll be like like November. I think it'll be announced. I'm sorry. I think I think it'll be announced in November that it'll be you know coming in just a few months. I don't think it's going to be a year away. Really? Because um, they're, they're in alpha testing. Yeah, but you know, that's, alpha that's, testing. That's I, I think they're going to go to everybody on the internet saying that it's it, that there was some statement by somebody, you know, that led everybody to believe that it's going to be almost a year away, and, and I think that's I think that's ridiculous. I don't think it's really going to take that long. No, uh, I'm with you. I think that I think the game is almost ready to. They just got to push the button to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that at BlizzCon we're going to get an announcement. I think after BlizzCon, it, beta is going to be available. And yeah. then, uh, and then it'll be a really short beta. I bet it'll be like a like a month or two month beta, and then the game will actually launch. Yeah, I'm so with I'm, you. Uh, yeah, I'm expecting a December launch, Christmas. Um, so uh, one thing I wanted to talk about real quick is uh, is Method is splitting up into two different raid teams. Yeah, um, that's pretty, and, pretty 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 big news. Yeah, and I and I don't know all the details behind it. I just I've just heard rumor. Um, but uh, a lot of the rumor surrounds um, a few people leaving during progression, and then um, and then now that they've you know finished kind of this you know season of raiding, more people have left to maybe join those people, and then they're starting a whole other team. Um, so I don't know that it's like bad blood in the guild or, or what's going on, but I mean two of the world's biggest World of Warcraft guilds have split up in the last in the last year, and I just am kind of curious like. Like, uh, you know, what do you think this reflects on as far as, you know, World of Warcraft? Like, like, is this a sign that there's something wrong with current rating or... or... Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I don't think so. I mean, it's, I, in fact, I think the only thing that gets any praise in Warlords of Draenor is the rating. Yeah, it's, it's definitely the best thing about Warlords. Yeah, so I, you know what, I just, I don't... Yeah, I wouldn't say that's a reflection of rating in Warlords. I think it's just a reflection of... You know, I mean, like you said, we don't know all the facts, but I mean, you know, obviously someone got pissed off, and you know, these things happen. It's just, it's like it's just a reflection of life. I mean, you can't spend your entire life raiding. I mean, you got things, yeah. you got things, you got to eventually have to grow up and go and do you know real world stuff. And that's I, I just want to clarify that's not a, a stab at anybody who liked raiding. There's just yeah. you, know, you know, life goes on, and so I, your I interests it's, change, you move on. Yeah, your interests change. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, that's exactly right. It's just. I think it's more along the lines of that sort of stuff. I mean, it's it's interesting. Like you said, I mean, they are the biggest rate group guild yeah. in the world. I mean, they actually they're the ones their guides are what Wowhead use for noobs like me. You know, I mean, I, I've I've watched Method in, in action. And, oh, uh, I love I I yeah. love watching I love watching the you know the competition and and it's the closest I ever get to sports. I always make that joke, but it's actually reality. Like no, like, it is. Uh, I actually saw that I saw that on um, uh, online once where. It's like you know, people pick on nerds for for watching like you know arena competitions and you know yes, Counter Strike sort of stuff, yeah. League of Legends and all that sort of stuff. But how is that any different to going to a stadium and watching a fo- two football teams going at it, spending six thousand yeah. dollars on a football ticket? Yeah, it's just I mean, it's 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 no, it's absolutely no different. If that's what you like doing, then by all means, go for it. I mean, jeez. Yeah, 
Well, I'll even go so far as to say that, like, I used to think it was ridiculous to pull for a sports team. Like, I just never got into that. Yeah. And to me, it was always, always hated people say, oh, we, oh, we did this. And, and, you know, and it's like, well, you didn't do anything but watch the game. Like, you're not part of the team, you know? Yeah. But, um, but I've started to kind of like dip my toe in that world thanks <laughs> to competitive rating. You know what I mean? And I'm oh, starting to go. get like, oh, I kind of get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I don't approve of blind devotion to anything, whether it be sports or religion. But uh, yeah. the, I, I, I totally agree. With that. I mean, I don't watch. I don't watch other people. I, I find it ridiculous, like watching other people on Twitch play games and all that sort of stuff. Unless, of course, you're in it for the boobies. But the, the, <laughs> the, the um. But I, I have no, actually, no qualms of other people to do it either. I mean, it's just if that's your thing, whatever, whatever floats your boat. You know what I mean? As long as you're not hurting anybody else, go for it. Yeah, but other than that, I honestly I've been playing a lot of uh, Metal Gear Solid. I haven't been rating as and uh, playing WoW as much as as much as I used to. Oh, did you actually fork, did you actually get a PS4 and get the new Metal Gear Solid game? They got it for PC, man. I got it. I got it ah, on Steam. On PC, on Steam. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, are you enjoying that? Yeah, I love. I've always loved the Metal Gear fan- franchise, and uh, this one is is so far is not letting me down. I really dig it. It feels different than other Metal Gear games. But as far as like the storyline goes, um, it's completing a huge gap in the storyline between Big Boss and, and Solid Snake, hmm. and um, I think this game is kind of finalizing that. And and with the looks of, uh, you know, like Hideo Kojima uh, left Konami, hmm. and uh, from the looks of you know with the way Konami's going, uh, it it might have been, you know, he might have saw the 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 tide rising or whatever the the term is, and. Um, I feel like this is going to be the last chapter of Metal Gear. I mean, I might be wrong, but Hideo has said that it's the end of his story, hmm. and I don't think I don't think if Konami continues continues it, I bet it'll be all Raiden stories. So this might be the end of Solid Snake's story. Um, but uh, they own the rights to it. But I mean, they've recently made some announcement uh, some announcements uh, that it looks like Konami might be you know in the pot. Konami might might not be around forever. Hmm. Really cool. Really cool. Awesome. Yeah, I never really got into Metal Gear, but I can see why people people like it for sure. Definitely. I've always loved it. It's yeah. it is so over the top and convoluted, but then yeah. again, I fucking love Lost. So like, I guess <laughs> I just like that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it suits you to a T. Well, it's a uh, Azeroth in time slash uh, Metal Gear universe. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, I couldn't think of anything funny. I'm sorry. Let's go. Camera uh, coming soon. Okay, so in Australian cinemas, September 24th, we get Cut Snake, which is David Ayer's next film. So David Ayer was responsible for Infinity, the film that I reviewed. It does ring a bell. The yep. name rings a bell. I so it's a strain. It's a strain film. That's all really about. Uh, London Road, which is strangely a, music, a, a drama musical starring Tom Hardy about some murders in England. Huh. So, so, see, I find musicals hard because people don't just burst into song in everyday life. So, a drama that is a musical, yeah, know, how, how are they going to weave I'm the, not, I'm not sure weave sure how the it works. music in to make it seem like you know, cause, so, so music often if it, in musicals, there's the songs will often jolt me out of the story because it's just so unlikely that people will burst into song. Yeah. So if they can pull that off, sometimes it does work. I mean, I, I, in this case, I don't know if Tom Hardy's actually going to do any singing or anything, but I mean, sometimes it, that, that, the musical concept works quite well when you got when the story calls for it. Like, like the, there was that Australian film with the the lady who was doing YouTube videos of her cooking and singing. 
And so when she burst into song in the show, that made sense. perfect sense because that's what she did anyway. So yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it's it's intriguing concept. I'm not too sure whether I'll check it out or not. Uh, you also get Pan, which is yet another remake of uh, the Peter Pan storyline, but this time with Australia's own Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. It's the bad guy. Emily Blunt's latest uh, Sicario. Well, Sicario, I think that's how you pronounce it, which is uh, uh, Middle East sort of government slash military drama. Which uh, has gotten rave reviews, so uh, yeah, I might actually check that one out. The Diary of a Teenage Girl, which is uh, based on a young adult novel, and it's got a bit of drama because the girls—I mean, it's basically about, about a you know teenage girl, you know, going through puberty and you know learning about life and sex and all sort of stuff in the in the in the seventies, I think it's set, and uh, it's it's got a bit, a bit of controversy because the girl sleeps with her mum's boyfriend, who is an adult, so it's technically illegal and you know it's caused I don't, know, I don't know these things happen in real life folks try not to get too excited teenagers have sex it's a fact of life i'm sorry i still pass on the movie yeah it doesn't anyway. sound very interesting it doesn't sound very interesting though um and uh, last but definitely not least the visit you remember uh, yeah. you, you know the visit no it's m night Shyamalan's new uh, film <laughs> oh is that m night oh my god it's m night and like oh my I, just, god. Just, a, just as a quick aside right i, I I'm a, I'm a big fan of the movie reviewer Movie Bob. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know him, uh, check him out on YouTube, Movie Bob. Um, I just I just think he's. I'm not a big fan of his delivery, but I, I just think the the videos he, he talks really fast, and so it's kind of, it's kind of like uh, you know maybe you just got to slow down. But I just think his actual the words that he, the phrases and the words that he uses and his actual sort of critique, I just think he's brilliant. He's he's my favorite movie reviewer by far, other than myself. <laughs> so and I just he just he's just he's just amazing and uh, I find him very shouty and angry. Yeah, well, he is very shouty and angry, and that's me in real life. So, um, so actually, I I pretend to be nice during the show so that people like me. That's really all it is. Um, but no, so yeah, so check it out, and he does he does do a review of the visit, and and I just he's spot on. I mean, I can't talk about that. I, mean, I can't talk about his views on the film itself because I haven't seen it. But his views on M Night Shyamalan is just. I groove every single thing he says. It's brilliant stuff. I just think yeah. M Night has has proven now has proven beyond a doubt that he's just a flash in the pan. Like yeah. Sixth Sense was a fluke, <laughs> and maybe Unbreakable. I, I might, might even chuck Unbreakable in there as well. And probably a little overrated too. You yeah, know, like- oh, he's incredible. I want to be a little overrated. Incredibly <laughs> overrated. The guy's a hack, and he should, he should just stop. Just stop. That's yeah, no, I, I hate Stop. M. Night. And it's, my mom went and saw it this weekend, and she, she stopped by where I worked at, on her way, because I actually it happens to be right next door to the movie theater. And she was, like, just coming to visit me, and I was like, uh, oh, you're going to see The Visit? That movie's going to be terrible. Yep. And she was like, oh, I think I like it, I think I like it. And she texted me while she was still in the credits, and she was like, yeah, I wasted my money. <laughs> well, Bo's mum, good on you. <laughs> well done. I told her it was going to be bad. I don't know why she even tried it. <laughs> anyway, so uh, U.S. cinemas, we've got like a ton. Yep. So uh, we got the Intern, which is like a comedy drama type deal. Yep. Uh, Green Inferno, which, if I'm not mistaken, is a uh, re- it's a remake of Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a remake of Cannibal Holocaust, but it's in a similar sort of sort of deal. It's Eli Roth's yeah. attempt at a Cannibal Holocaust type film. 
Oh, okay. So it's in the same vein, but not necessarily the same story. Yeah, it's not, it's, I don't. Well, it's, I mean, it's, those stories are all the same. It's you know, a group of <laughs> you know, un, you know, a group of idiot white people <laughs> go to the Amazon and they get killed. I mean, it's yeah, they're all the same situation. But yeah, uh, we have Mississippi Grind, The Keeping Room, Hotel Transylvania Two, Ninety Nine Homes, Stonewall, Ashby, and then uh, The Walk. Which the walk is uh, a dramatic telling of uh, the guy that walked between the Twin Towers. Yeah, and it, and I think it has Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, it. it's your beloved Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> yep, I, I kind of fallen off a little bit with him. Not good. not that he's doing worse, but I just my infatuation is has faded. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good actor, but I'm sick of seeing his face. All right, so <laughs> um, cool. All right, so. Um, as I said at the start, we've got uh, an announcement. Now, this is uh, this is very exciting. I'm very excited about this. It's an experiment, and uh, I want to see how it goes. And if it's successful, we'll do more of it. But well, there's a, a thing on Reddit called Ask Me Anything, the AMAs, and uh, they've been quite successful. It's where, where people, you know, usually a celebrity of some kind or something, you know, jumps on and, and uh, you know, the Reddit users throw some questions at them, and they, you know, they may or may not answer, but generally they do answer, and, it, and it's 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 worked uh, sometimes it's been detrimental to that celebrities <laughs> but sometimes it's actually quite exciting so i want to do a similar sort of deal with the show so episode uh 163 so the next bow episode uh so two episodes from now i want you guys the listener so you people out there the people that we do this show for i want you guys to actually dictate what happens at a, in that episode so if you have something that you want us to review say mention it and we'll We'll review it. So, preferably not a book because I don't think we're going to have enough time. But you know, you've got a movie, TV show, song, <laughs> something like that. Oh, how a, a yeah. comic? You can you say know. a book. We might have yeah. already read it. Yeah, if oh, you know, have a book if we've already read it. Yeah, genius. So if we've already read it, awesome. Um, so if something you want us to review, we'll review it. If you've got something that you want us to discuss, you've actually got a topic you want us to talk about. You know, like uh, the recent situation with the 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 young boy who brought a you know a clock to school and got arrested for it you know something like that who do you think or, will be prime minister next week <laughs> oh yeah there's some australian topics you know, uh, we, who knows who's the next who's the rest of prime minister is um but you know but you know any, any, anything from that to you know is alan moore a genius or a hack or or how you know is, should pluto be a planet again who knows any topic you want you mention it and you want us to talk about it you want to say our opinion on it we'll talk about it and questions if you have a question for us that you've been dying to know, there's something that you want to know about us in regards to the show or personal, let us know. Now, I mean, it's, I'm happy to answer any question. I'll answer any question you want. You want to know how long my penis is? I'll tell you. Please if, don't ask him that. <laughs> Bo is yeah, also in the same sort of situation. He'll answer any question you want. Um, and, but, and what we'll do is we'll, we'll basically put as, as much of that content into the show as you can. So... I want every everybody to to get back back to us on all the ways that you from the in credits you that you know you already know how to get in touch with us email whatever the case may be. Let us know by October first. So the, so the October first cutoff date. So midnight October first. I'm then going to collate everything everybody has wanted, and we're going to make a show out of it. So you, the listener, are going to tell us what to do. This show is your show. Make it awesome. Throw us some ideas. Really looking forward to it. People going to tell me what to do. Yep. Going to tell us what to do. You are our boss for this episode. 
Say what? That yeah, means they have to like pay us. <laughs> yeah, you got to pay us. I don't want super. No. So, so October 1st, midnight October 1st is a cutoff date. Please get your entries in ASAP. Something you want us to review, something you just want us to talk about, any questions you have for us, let us know. I'll put it all together, and that'll be episode 163. Hopefully we get flooded with stuff. But that's it. But that uh, being said, is uh, the end of episode 161. Uh, it's been uh, a lot of fun for us. Hopefully it's also been a lot of fun for you. And uh, I'm really, I can't tell you how excited I am to hear from you guys about your ideas and what you want us to talk about. Uh, so please uh, get your entries in. But that's it from me and the crew. Crystal. Don't ask him that question. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Average. <laughs> and Bo. I could never get tired of Joseph Gordon-Levitt's face. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, tish. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to NCP. Thank you for being a part of our crew. If you would like to support the show, you can use the Amazon widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. If you have any feedback, please go to nerdculturepodcast.com forward slash contact us where you will find a list of the many different ways you can interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.